What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Saturday, so time for my favorite video of the week. We'll be going over who I think the best and worst plays are this week, as always, in a video sponsored by Underdog. I feel really good about the 20 to 1 this week, and there are definitely some one-off props and some correlated ones that do seem incorrect. So if you want some action this week, Head on over to Underdog, sign up for your first account today, use promo code FFA, and they will match your first deposit up to $100. That is free money. You can either join us on the 20 to 1 or make some separate picks that you like. Uh, many of you also have access to the detailed projections on my website, so you might as well be taking advantage of those. Uh, we hit four of the five picks as part of the 100 to 1 bet last week Raheem Mostert fell I think it was four rushing yards shy of his total so super close last week let's see if we can hit this week so the game that we're stacking this week is going to be Vikings at Commanders now the total is only 43 and a half a lot of the times we stack up the higher total games but we don't necessarily need each team to be like scoring touchdowns we'll say because these props don't have touchdowns involved like we want them to be moving up and down the field we don't necessarily care if the score is 34 30 i don't necessarily think the score is going to be that but i think we know where the production is going to come from so as long as this game doesn't like completely dud we should be good to go so why do we like this stack really um honestly because the spot is so good for the Vikings passing offense and we know with a very high level of confidence where that volume is going to flow on that offense uh, the commanders are one of the larger pass funnels in the NFL but specifically not only do they have a relatively decent run defense but they also filter targets to wide receivers they you know are pretty good at defending tight ends and so when we look at their opponent this week we're like okay the Vikings are a team that is perfectly willing to throw the football, and obviously they're not leaning on that many pass catchers. We have Hawkinson joining the team, but he just joined this week, and so we're not expecting him to step in to like 100% of the snaps and have a 20% target share, right? So we thought originally the targets were going to wide receivers anyways, and so this if this is like a phenomenal matchup for that, well, then this is just a beautiful spot. Last week, Derrick Henry just like broke my model. Like it was projecting him by the end of the week for 135 rushing yards, which never happens. Like people are projected for over 100, but 135 as a median outcome is wild. So it really thought he was going nuclear last week. The same thing this week is happening with Justin Jefferson. As of right now, and it could still increase like it did with, um, Actually, Henry last week was at 128, and he bumped up 135 by the end of the week. But he's at 128 receiving yards this week. Uh, that is, like I said, really high for like a median projection. Like most of the time, he's going to be in that range. If his prop is 92 and a half, then he's going to hit the over far more than 50% of the time. So the first three as part of the 21 are Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. And Kirk Cousins, uh, just do the over on the receiving yardage props for Jefferson and Thielen, passing yards for Kirk Cousins. If you want to include Osborne over Thielen, I think you can. Like the spot is the exact same for Osborne and Thielen, but just like a general like game theory thought here, if Osborne hits his over, I don't even know what it's at. It's it's roughly in like the mid to low 30s, something like that. 
So he gets 40, let's say, and he hits. And you're like, awesome. But him hitting for 40 doesn't necessarily mean that even if Jefferson hits, that like Cousins is going over. So what you want to do is say, okay, well, if Thielen and Jefferson are both going over, it's extraordinarily likely that Cousins will go over as well. If you bump out Thielen, you put an Osborne, it's not a huge difference, but the difference is there and it's not necessarily a lock that Cousins will go over. You just want to like have two bets that if these two go right, you get the third one right. And then we think, okay, like either they're being pushed or they're doing the pushing, right? If all these players are going over, it either means Washington did great or Washington needs to do great to catch up. So what do we want on the other side? Um, I would say it's Heineke and McLaurin. McLaurin has been incredible since Heineke has taken over, and we can really start to see his target share increasing. With Carson Wentz at quarterback, we had McLaurin with target share of 16.1%, really only operating as a deep target, and he had less than 1% more target share than J.D. McKissick. I mean, that was, that was ridiculous. Like, what are you doing, Carson Wentz? Like, how could you give J.D. McKissick and Terry McLaurin effectively the same target share? Like, that makes no sense. But now, with Heineke these last two weeks, his target share is up to 25.8%, including 57% of the commander's air yards. If they're doing the pushing, it is McLaurin. If they need to come back, it's with McLaurin. Like McLaurin is going to be the key piece on offense for the commanders this week. And even being conservative with his projection, I have him destroying his 64 and a half receiving yards prop. Like I'm not even giving him a quarter of the targets. I'm not even giving him what he's done with Heineke. He still goes like 20 yards over. If I gave him what he's been doing with Heineke, he absolutely shatters this line. And if he can bring down a long reception and, you know, the Vikings can start to get things going through the air, like we know where the volume's going for the Vikings. We know that these are both explosive teams. Like McLaurin obviously can catch a 60-yard touchdown. Like he's a very explosive player. We know Jefferson's explosive. Like we can get quick scores here quick boost to these yardage and everything really correlates nicely so again the 20 to 1 is justin jefferson adam thielen mclaurin over on all their receiving yardage props that's 92 and a half for jefferson 50 and a half for thielen and then 64 and a half for mclaurin and then cousins and heineke take the over on both their passing yardage props at 255 and a half and 233 and a half respectively outside of that game who else do we like i'll tell you what i don't like is zach wilson uh, we're actually 3-0 over the last two weeks on unders for passing yardage props. So maybe we should start taking more of them when we see ones we don't like. Uh, and this one isn't like as just truly embarrassing as the Pickett one was last week. Like I had no idea why Pickett was at 255 and a half passing yards against the Eagles. Like what? That makes no sense. Um, so that one went way under. This one's not as bad, like I said. But Zach Wilson, 213 and a half passing yards it's still just a little bit too high like Brees Hall was the offense he elevated the rushing offense made them more efficient made them more likely to sustain drives to keep games competitive to like just be good but even in the receiving game like he had a relatively deep a dot he was getting air yards as a running back he was just like opening up this offense remember that like 75 yard reception like Brees Hall was the offense right you take him out they're sustaining fewer drives. They're getting into more difficult down and distances. So like before they get to third down, it's more likely when Brees Hall is there on first and second down that it's third and three. He's not there. You're giving the ball to Michael Carter, James Robinson now. Well, they're much less efficient 
than Brees Hall was. And so your third downs are going to be much more difficult and you're not going to convert them at like as good of a rate. That also means that you're down more, you're trailing, teams are running on you higher, they're draining the clock on you. It's just a worse situation. And then you look at just simply the pass catchers, like just not having Corey Davis or Brees Hall, just remove them from the offense. Now you're just looking at those two running backs that aren't clearly as good, and then Ty Johnson as well, clearly not as good as Brees Hall. They refuse to even look at Elijah Moore. And you look at this and you're like, okay, so he's not in a good situation. And then everything else is terrible too. Like he's only hit this over in one of the last four weeks. None of those games came against the Buffalo Bills who were top five in pretty much every defensive metric. Like obviously everyone knows the Buffalo Bills are a phenomenal defense. Like Zach Wilson is just not that good of a quarterback. He makes countless horrible mistakes. I mean, just like scrambles out of the pocket and you're like, oh yeah, he's just going to throw this away. And then he just like looks like he's throwing it away, but he's just chucking it somewhere in the middle of the field. And there's just no one nearby that, like, I just just don't know what he's doing. I really just don't know what he's doing sometimes. And even the coach was like, yeah, we need to figure out why it's so difficult for him to just, like, throw the ball out of bounds. Like, I don't know what he's doing half the time, but that's not a good combination against the Buffalo Bills defense. So I don't think he's going to have a good game. Uh, You could even see him get benched in this game, which obviously if he gets benched, like, he's probably hitting the under on passing yardage after him. Uh, I like Aaron Jones over 95 and a half total yards. The Packers have had, you know, a pretty rough time on offense this season, but that should get fixed or at least be better facing the Lions this week. You guys know my take on the Lions this season. Not going to go in depth here. They're just awful at defending everything. You can run on them. You can pass on them. Do whatever you want. You're going to sustain drives. Aaron Jones has been the engine of the Packers offense. Like he's their best player right now on offense. They're going to run through him. They're going to throw the ball to him. This line is too low. I haven't projected for 109 total yards, and I didn't even do anything crazy like the efficiency. Like He could still have a just crazy efficient game, like having you know six yards per carry, 11 yards per reception, like be super efficient. I didn't project that happening because he still grades out really well even not doing that. But like playing the Lions defense, the chances of that happening are elevated. And so I really definitely like his over. And yes, you can correlate that with the Moner St. Brown as always. His line is up to 72.5, so it's higher than it was last week when he did hit the over. Uh, but the matchup, you know, it's just the best of, like, it's not a good matchup. But it's the best of the Detroit wide receivers. And so you look at it and you're like, okay, the outside wide receivers are probably going to struggle. Chark, I believe, has already been ruled out. Uh, Josh Reynolds might be ruled out this week. He was downgraded on Thursday. We'll see if he practices Friday. But, like, at the very least, he's going to be limited. You've got Hawkinson gone from the team. You've got the backup tight end with a concussion. You've got Swift, not 100%. Like, Amon or St. Brown, if they want to, like, try and win this game, he's going to need, like, 12 to 14 targets. And we have seen that happen in the past. He's a phenomenal player. I know he's not 100% either, but he had 10 targets last week. Like, they're just going to have to keep doing that. And if he sets up the best among their players and, like, they have... You know, a lot of the other players are injured, out, traded away. Like, they're going to have to use him a ton. I like his over there. And again, it correlates. If one of these two hits, it's much more likely the other does as well. After that, I like Jacoby Myers over 53 and a half receiving yards. He's hit this over in all but one game this season. And that was against the biggest run funnel in the NFL. Uh, The Colts do have a very strong 
pass defense, but Myers has the best matchup in the slot. He should avoid, you know, more of the, the difficult matchups for the Colts. They're all still like talented, but you look at it and you're like, okay, he's the best matchup. He's also their best player, at least in the passing game. I guess you could argue that the player we're going to talk about in a second may be better right now, but like he's what they look to in the passing attack. He's up to a 25.5% target share on the season. You've got Parker now injured, so his competition is going to be a rookie in Tyquan Thornton, someone I love long-term, but still a rookie, still not commanding a target share. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, someone that the staff seems to hate. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is just not very good. Like Myers is going to have a good target share. Uh, he's going to be open plenty because he's just a very good player. And even though the Patriots are favored this week and are probably going to win, you know, it's not like they're going to steamroll the Colts by 30 points and they're going to run it every play and they're never going to have to throw it with Myers. Like they're going to have to throw it at some point. It's not going to be, you know, this like unbelievably dominant victory for the Patriots. So, you know, Myers is going to have to be used. Best receiver. Got to have his over. But guess who's leading the Patriots uh, in target share over the last three weeks? It's not Myers. It's from Andre Stevenson. He's got 23, 19, 23 touches over the last three weeks. Damian Harris hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday with an illness. He, you know, is probably going to play, but if you're missing that much practice, that's not fantastic. And he's also been kind of phased out a little bit of the offense. They're going to Stevenson a lot more. Even with Harris projected in, I have Stevenson at 103 total yards. That's way over his 85 and a half prop right now. And if Harris is out, it's a slam dunk. I mean, he's definitely hitting that over. He'll probably be projected for like 115, 120 total yards. So you just get a bonus if that ends up happening. There's a few more that I like, but I'll save some of those for the website. And so the final one we'll go over today is Trevor Lawrence over 233 and a half passing yards. Now he's been trash recently. So I get if you don't want to do this one, like the whole offense hasn't been good, basically, you know, aside from Travis Etienne. But uh, the only teams that this season Trevor Lawrence has hit the under at this line on are the Eagles, the Colts, and the Broncos. Like those are really good pass defenses. Those are three teams that rank top eight in terms of passing yards allowed like top eight is in like the eight best teams for defense they haven't allowed very many yards the Raiders rank 25th and they're the number two matchup for opposing quarterbacks in terms of passing fantasy points allowed so it's a great matchup he's been hitting this over when he's not facing a very strong pass defense and then if you want to correlate it Christian Kirk has the best matchup um, in the slot. It's like the number one matchup. It's at least top three. I think it's the number one matchup for slot wide receivers. So if you think he hits the over and you think he's getting there through the wide receivers, Christian Kirk would be a nice player to like correlate, add him in as well. I really do think Trevor Lawrence hits this over well north of 50% of the time. So those are my favorite picks this weekend. I have a few more listed on the website and many of you do have access to that. Uh, you also have access to my detailed projection. So if you want my take on a specific player, I have an exact projection for everyone. Uh, again, sign up for a new account today for Underdog. Use promo code FFA. They will match your first deposit up to $100. That's free money. We've been killing it so far with these props this season. So good luck to all of you this weekend. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all enjoy. If you did, hop on the like button. Hop on subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.